You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Live Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. Help me, Jesus, I'm sinking, is the title of this devotion. Of course, you all remember how Peter was walking on water as he was coming to Jesus and began to sink, and now Jesus helped him. But I'd like to start to you with one of the Psalms, Psalm 69 in the Living Bible, that has helped me when I was sinking, sinking, sinking in my own failings and weaknesses and shortcomings that the Lord was holding the mirror up. And he would not stop holding the mirror up to me to help me to not just avoid the change I needed, to not just be indifferent about the commitment that he was looking for, to not just run away and act like it wasn't my fault. You see, we can all be like this, folks, where where God again comes to us in his love to transform us and often we can be so indifferent and often we can be so idle and often we can make excuses by accusing somebody else. You know, I think the worst kind of nature can be that you accuse by excusing. You excuse yourself by accusing somebody else. And you, you, you even believe it. You think all this ugliness is their fault when it's coming out of your heart. It's coming out of your mouth. It's coming out of your attitude, your anger. Your, and it's you. It's not them. You, that I know we can be so muddled when we're like this. And so when the Lord in his love holds up the mirror to your nature, be grateful. Be grateful that his spirit is willing to contend with you. You know, there's one scripture that says that the Lord will not contend with us forever. And I find God's way of contending with us always so merciful and gracious. And when the Lord was holding up the mirror to me and holding up the mirror to me and I felt like I was sinking in my own failing weak nature and, and I didn't understand the humility of Jesus. I didn't understand it. I was trying to humble myself, but no matter how much I humbled myself, it was falling short of the humility needed for me to escape that self that kept on having attitudes that were ungodly or, or responses that were unkind. And I, I, I couldn't find the humility in myself. No, friends, no matter how hard you do your part of humbling yourself, which is important, you need more than what you can do. You need the humility of Jesus. You need his humility. And so I, when I was sinking and sinking this psalm, so help me. And let me read you a couple of verses here from the Living Bible. It's a bit hard to read them to him because I want to read them all to you. But there's... 36 verses, so it's maybe, okay, well, let's just start. Psalm 69 from the Living Bible, save me, oh my God. The floods have risen deeper and deeper, I sink in the mire, the waters rise around me. I have wept until I'm exhausted, my throat is dry and hoarse, my eyes are swollen with weeping, waiting for you to act. 
and I cannot even count all those who hate me without cause. They're influential men, these who plot to kill me, though I'm innocent, they demand that I'm punished for what I didn't do. Oh God, you know so well how stupid I am. You know all my sins, oh Lord God of the armies of heaven. Don't let me be a stumbling block to those who trust in you. Oh, God of Israel, don't let me cause them to be confused, though I am mocked and cursed and shamed for your sake. Even my own brothers pretend they don't know me. My zeal for you, Lord, and your work burns hot within me. And because I advocate your cause, your enemies insult insult me even as they insult you. How they scoff and mock me when I mourn and fast before the Lord. How they talk about me when I wear sackcloth and show humiliation and sorrow for my sin. I am the talk of the town, the song of the drunkard, and I keep right on praying to you, Lord. For now is the time you are bending down to hear and are ready with a plentiful supply of love and kindness. Now answer my prayer. Rescue me as you promised. Pull me out of the mire. Don't let me sink in. Rescue me from those who hate me, from these deep waters I'm in. Don't let the floods overwhelm me or the ocean swallow me. Save me from the pit that threatens me. Oh, Jehovah, answer my prayer. For your loving kindness is wonderful. Your mercy is so plentiful, so tender, so kind. Don't hide from me, for I am in deep trouble quick. Come, save me. Come, Lord, rescue me. Ransom me from all my enemies. You know how they talk about me and how they so shamefully dishonor me. You see them all and know each what each has said. Their contempt has broken my heart. My spirit is heavy within me. If even one would show some pity, if even one would comfort me. Oh, and... He begins to speak prophetically about Jesus when he says here, For food they gave me poison, for my awful thirst they offered me vinegar, talking about what Jesus was given at the cross. Let their joys be turned, and then on and on and on. Let me just finish here. Verse 10, Then I will praise you, God, with my singing. My thanks will be your praise. That is will please you more than sacrifices of bulls and oxen. The humble shall see their God at work for them. No wonder they will be so glad. All who seek God shall live in joy and so forth. It's a beautiful song. But David here is expressing how he was going through the battle of sinking. Help me, Lord, I'm sinking. That's the title. Help me, Jesus, I'm sinking. He was sinking in the mire of his own failings. He was sinking in the mire of his own weak nature. He was sinking in the mire of all that was against him and all the challenges he faced. All of us folks can feel like we're sinking. You're born again, your spirit feels you can feel you're sinking. What do I do? Call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be safe from my adversaries. There's this incredible, beautiful Psalm 66 here. Psalm 66. Oh my goodness, what an incredible psalm this is. We went through the fire, verse 12, and through the waters, but you brought us out into rich fulfillment. 
and I will go into your house with burnt offerings. I will pay my vows, which my lips have uttered and my mouth has spoken when I was in trouble. And I will offer you burnt sacrifices of animals, sweet aroma of rams. I will offer to you and so forth. Come and hear all of you who fear the Lord God. And I will declare to you what he has done for my soul. I cried to him and with my mouth and he was extolled with my tongue. If I would regard in my heart, if I, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord would not hear. But God has heard my prayer, and he has attended to the voice of my prayer. Blessed be God, who has not turned me away. He has not turned my prayers away, nor his mercy from me. We went through the fire, we went through the flood, but he brought us through. You see, help me, Lord, I'm sinking. You really need to begin to realize that the Lord needs to bring you through. It says here in chapter 43 of Isaiah, Chapter 43 of Isaiah, verse 2. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. And when you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. You see, all of us need the Lord to help us when we're sinking. And he does help you. I guarantee you. Oh, I can think of so many different times I was sinking. One time I, 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 the Lord kept telling me, don't go at this moment to visit this person. Don't go at this moment. Don't go, it was in another country. And I didn't listen. I allowed my own affections to overrule his will. Folks, don't ever serve your affection. Serve God. Put Him first. Don't be like an Esau who served his own affections before he served God and thereby forfeited his birthright. He sold his birthright for his own affections. And I know it may not always seem as obvious as we look back on Esau, but it wasn't obvious at that moment to him when he sold his birthright to satisfy his own affections. But friends, it, the consequence is there as a testimony to you and me. Put the Lord first. My mother was asked a question. She's 96 this year. She was asked a question. What is the most important thing? And she said to put the Lord first. To put the Lord first. And I didn't listen. I served my own affection. I went to go see that person and it caused a rift in the relationship that caused pain for many years and the Lord didn't want that to happen. And I, sh and I paid a high price and others did too. Okay, it was many, many years and God redeemed it and he restored it. But you see, we need to put the Lord first and Often that is the fundamental lesson when you're thinking who and what is first in your life. Who and what is first in your life? What do you value the most? What has your heart's affection? What commands your way? What leads you? What instructs you? What do you choose? Folks, it isn't just God leading, it's you choosing. 
Moses would put before the people life and death and he said, choose. Joshua said, choose. Elijah said, choose. All of us have these points in our lives where it becomes obvious what we choose. And let it be that you say, I choose God and his will for my life. I happily accept these sufferings that I may do his will. Thereby your obedience and submission and humility is perfected when you at the loss of self choose to follow the Father. That's the way that Jesus opened for you and me. When he was sinking in the mire of our sin nature, he committed himself to God and he gladly bore the pain and the suffering so that he might impart to you and me the love he has with the Father. Jesus showed what he chose. Jesus showed what he loved. Jesus showed where his affections were, where his heart were. They were with God. God was first for Jesus. And he says in John chapter 14, verse 31, I do only what the Father has commanded me so that the whole world may know I love the Father. I read that same verse here in, in, uh, in the Passion Translation, John chapter 14, verse 31, and it really blessed me. He said, I am doing exactly what the Father destined for me to accomplish so that the world will discover how much I love my Father. I believe that that is the fundamental question when you're thinking, who do you really love? What do you love? What do you love? And I want to encourage you. The Heavenly Father has done everything to capture your love, to win your love, to win your affection by giving His Son for you. Trust Him with all your heart. Commit everything to God. You say, but pastor, I know if I do the will of God, that means I will not have what I want. If I do the will of God, I won't be happy like I I would be if I go my way. If I do the will of God, then I will suffer. I, my dear friends, choose it because I know when I in the will of my Father and the love of my Father, then I have more than I could ask for because the Father is able to give me far over and above all that I could ever dare ask, hope, or pray. Amen? Have a good day.